I this is half joking, but like there's there's a vert there's like something so fucking appealing about some sort of like democratic monarchy where it's like let's just mm. pick a kid let's pick a really fucking rad kid who's doing cool shit let's get that Greta Thunberg <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's take 20 years getting her ready to be king and then she'll just be our king <laughs> it would really simplify a lot of things it would just change so much if you just if there was no elections no bullshit just one person you really trust is the like the cool fascism. <laughs> Let me tell you about my family. I sell propane and propane accessories. Hey everybody, thanks for coming back to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. It's an animated podcast about real cartoons, and I'm your host, Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. Everybody, thanks for coming with us, coming into this great these great two shows that we've been we've been watching and loving so much. Uh, if this is your first time checking in, we're watching uh, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs and uh, Gargoyles. Mm-hmm. That's right. Two excellent shows for three excellent hosts. Well, maybe two. Two excellent hosts and one buddy, one little buddy. <laughs> oh. oh boy! I already know who that. I think we all think... know who the little buddy is. Yeah, I've I've self-selected into it. I think. <laughs> <laughs> the little buddy knows where to sit in his little little buddy, his little buddy bed. <laughs> sit down at, at your laps. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rory and I drive the motorcycle. One of we're both on the main seat. We take turns who's in front, but you're in the sidecar. I just whimper and look at how cool it is to tandem drive a motorcycle. <laughs> it is very cool. We're very very cool, and you know it. Yeah, I do. I do. I was trying some like radical kindness, but uh, that's okay. You know, I think it's it's fine if we're gonna be really honest about my position here as the little buddy. Oh, I feel like we stepped on Rory's theme with this little buddy business. No, no, we found the theme. So, is, do we have business to talk about beforehand before jumping jumping crotch first into the first episode? I don't know. I mean. Maybe we should let a little buddy get a little word in. The little buddy. The little buddy just wants to say how much he cares about you guys and respects you, and and that I hope um, someday I'll be I'll be a big buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope to wiggle up onto that motorcycle. <laughs> we make him sleep in the sidecar. He's got a little bed in there. So we watched we watched episodes four of both of these shows today. And I think we wanted to start That's with Quattro uh, with... for our Spanish listeners. Mm, thanks, Rory. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> um, but we're going to start with Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, I believe. Uh, so let's. Anyone have a dive right in? Let's drive right in. Let's drive I'm just patiently right waiting. I'm just patiently waiting <laughs> for my big buds to go and tell me what's going on. What's going on. I'm just I'm just in my sidecar <laughs> farting from all this chili I've been eating. <laughs> 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 Who gave him chili? <laughs> 
Oh, I like to imagine that you've got like a, a small steering wheel in there. This is what you think you're driving. <laughs> it is not connected to anything. <laughs> no, little pedals. Let's drive right in. In this savage land, one man stands alone, Jack Tenrang, defending humanity in a world gone mad. A world where only the strong survive. A world of Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Well, hey, hey guys. Um, well, I'm happy to be back here. Uh, I'm excited. The boys let me be a big, strong man, and uh, I got to introduce this episode, uh, which is Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, episode four. It's the episode called Siege, and here's the blurb. And this blurb is gonna suck. So apologies <laughs> uh, ahead of time. <laughs> After Jack stops Hammer from poaching tricolored sandbucks, he swears revenge. <laughs> uh, it, that doesn't. Yeah, that's for the you know, point. We would stop look, right look, here because we'll, for the we'll very first it. time in the show, they they open on a gag, like a like a cold open gag, like from Friends. <laughs> <laughs> they do, they do us. They do this like sitcom bit that's you know thirty seconds long, and it. Really doesn't fit the tone of the show at all. Ding, ding, and ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so no one told you life was gonna be this many dinosaurs. <laughs> Quahoon. <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, and this is a little spoiler here uh, right off the bat, but Mikla goes undercover getting in Jack's inner circle when she thwarts a minor attack from poachers. Hammer sends his full force to siege Jack's garage. Before Jack and his men can fire the lava launchers, they <laughs> malfunction from the valve Hermes damaged earlier. Jack descends into the crater to reach the source, having difficulty along the way, but turns the main valve. The attackers are warded off, but Hammer penetrates and captures everyone. <laughs> he penetrates rides... and captures everyone. He's just a penetrating fool. That's Hammer. <laughs> uh, Jack tricks Hammer into turning on the water system that flushes them out of the garage. Man, it really focused on all the wrong things, I think. It did, absolutely. Because yeah, Jack's, Jack's house has a lava hole. <laughs> lava. Lava. <laughs> lava. lava. Everyone decided Everyone. to say lava. God, you can tell how Canadian this show is. God. <laughs> lava. Speaking of that, lava. Gargoyles, Gargoyles has, this episode, I think the hardest of boot I've heard in any of the shows we've watched yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's Eddie Asner doing it. Eddie Asner, um, is that a boot like a... Like a steam train going to going to Boot City. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but lava, like la lava, lava is so cool. But there's something about a lava, lava. that just kind of takes the wind out of your sails when you're talking about, you know, volcanic Man, the magma. lava launchers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have to I have to jump in and, and give a little give a little update. We had a Quahoon count of three this week. Yes, we and, did. Uh, that brings our running Quahoon total up to eleven. We were uh, spoiled were good. with Quahoons. <laughs> you were just a, just fully spoiled. There are uh, we got a, a hammer Quahoon, maybe two of them, I think, and then one of them uh, our 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 friend uh, the boatman whose name I never remember. Uh, Kirgo. Kirgo got a Quahoon. It's his first Quahoon. I think Aww. this is important to note, but we did discover the the proper spelling of Quahoon, as far as we can tell. Um, the way they count it, the way they record <laughs> this ancient uh, vocalization <laughs> is Q-U-A space H-O-O-N. I hate it. I hate right? that. Oh, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's unforgivable. 
it's not not good no uh okay this episode was insane this was so actually so good it was really good but more than it being good i think this episode like it really took a like a a strong drive on towards being toyetic for the first time uh Could you not get the solid, like, playset vibes from his giant fortress garage? Oh, like, sure. Deeply. He, This dude, this show has been about, like, a grungy future with dinosaurs, and he wants to be one with nature. And then this fucker, like, opens a secret giant metal door and wears a mech and wades through lava. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this yeah. show takes a turn today. So... <laughs> So in the sitcom opening of this episode, uh, Jack, uh, Jack, in a very funny, in a very funny little turn, blows up Hammer's car. And uh, <laughs> then Hammer decides he has to uh, take every take Jack's house. If you, if you blow <laughs> my car, I'm going to I'm going to take your house. And he rounds up every he, he spends the first part of the episode rounding up every bandit in town. Mm-hmm. To like get this, get this caravan together of of roaming, uh-huh. roaming Mad Max villains, and then uh, right, he takes he takes his chuckle, he takes his takes his weird gaggle of fools to uh, to the garage to party. Well, well like the, the fucking Battle of Helms Deep. Yeah, yeah it's in- totally. <laughs> it is cool it's- that we get to actually see Hammer's like home base. We get to see his yeah. like gas town sort of. Um, mm-hmm area with like sniper snipers at the posts and you know gates and fences and yeah it's like some sort of mercenary haven built inside an old stadium um it's pretty cool actually i like yeah i totally dig it i like i like what we get in this episode and we get to we get some bigger shots and and longer time spent in jack's garage as well so that that's nice you know we sort of get the 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 Thundercats big cat area and the, you know, Mumra's creepy tomb, right? Like we get to we get to actually like explore these places that, that we're probably going to see a lot over the many episodes of this show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do another thing when they they kind of pan back to seeing Jack in his fortress in his cool garage uh, where they continue to give Hannah Dundee like actual stuff to do. Like mm-hmm. it's actually really impressive most of the time. Um, when it doesn't dip into sort of some weird patronizing stuff here and there, well, we get it. We get into what before, she's doing, kind of between the episodes too. It's yeah, just, she's like she and is an emissary. She's an active yeah. person. Uh, she needs yeah. Jack's carrier pterodactyls. I can't remember the name. <laughs> they They're Zeeks. Zeeks carrier Zeeks. And so she's like <laughs> sending messages, and she has to keep like sending regular messages. And so it's like they they don't just sort of attach her as just jack's plus one at all times yeah, you know it's yeah, like she's, she's a person who has shit to do and i love that and it's really cool to see what i love is the method of using a carrier zeke because apparently all you got to do is tie a letter to a big pterodactyl yell it's the name terid- of the city you want to go to soon and then also it a just goes and you hope a pterodactyl wearing a backpack is now one of my favorite things <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, that's not the only case of, sh- of Jack shouting at his animals though, no, shouting at no. dinosaurs, because we also see Hermes <laughs> as well. Like as Hermes is walking around playing with a wrench or something. And Hermes <laughs> yeah. again is his pet, like tiny Tyrannosaurus Rex. I think it's like an um, Allosaurus. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, so it's like more, it's not pocket size, but it's much smaller, um, yeah. than a big boy. Uh, but 
and just Jack like <laughs> shouting at Hermes. It's a little like, buddy just- sized. <laughs> <laughs> Hermes, Hermes, be careful. Hermes, be careful of those valves. It's so weird. It's like it's really not weird. people, but I don't know. Jack has just these like unreasonably mean, well, not mean, but like just angry and important expectations from every being around him. Like he just yeah. yells at shit. It's yeah, it's like an animal trainer that's just a little too strict for what he actually <laughs> like should be. Um, it's like it's like it, when your little poodle doesn't jump through the hoop and you're like, damn it, Gerald. <laughs> it's like when your what little buddy gets about? out of the sidecar. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't around. talk about it's these, the chilly. sidecar incident. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's weird, too. I feel like Jack's character is different in this episode based on other episodes where our whole concept of Jack is his like radical kindness and yeah, uh, like consideration for all living things and you know and we'll so we'll get into that more and the the sort of weirdness with his suspicions with mikla um or just the fact uh, that he's armed his base with just the most horrific (laughs) weaponry lava moats and guns that shoot lava lava. (laughs) yeah we have to you know that's this is part of the machinery of life (laughs) lava guns (laughs) scorched earth yeah, yeah, Quahoon. Uh, uh, we should we should mention the the main sort of conceit of what's what's happening here, which is that Mikla, the woman who was part of Hannah's Hannah's uh, Hammer's crew, the only woman, right? Uh, she has seemingly sort of tried to defect and has come to warn Hammer that they're coming for him. Or I keep saying things wrong. Has come to warn Jack that they're coming for him. And right. we spend the whole episode sort of wondering whether or not Mikla's on the up and up. Uh, yeah. I, I am disappointed in how it ends up, which is that she Agreed. is still a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think everything about this episode was pretty awesome until the ending. Um, I think I think the way they handled the whole thing at the end was was messy for what was otherwise a pretty cool, like, two thirds of an episode um, mm-hmm. of building this tension of not actually knowing which way Mikla was going to go. Because it really could have gone either way. And they didn't do too much, uh, you know, giving things away with shots of close up shots of her being <laughs> being villainous. There was one you or mean two gargoyle style from this week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. no question in gargoyles, but there, I did feel like it could have gone either way. So when so Hannah rescues Mikla and brings her to Jack's house because she's floating uh, out to sea like she was she's, she's yeah she's she's marooned um, yeah and and then there's a sort of initial an initial attack on on Jack's garage a kind of like it's more of a more of an investigatory attack right uh, with some but, sneaky scuba goons with some mm-hmm, sneaky scuba goons but but the interesting fun thing that comes from that. Is now Hannah's like, I can't believe you trust her, this girl who you just met and uh, who clearly is on their team. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and and so she she's not only kind of, you know, obviously right. But then the part that I loved is, is Jack kind of comes back with some pretty some pretty uh, convincing arguments. Like, first off, if you didn't trust her. Why would you bring her into my house? That's a shitty thing to do. Second yeah. of all, mm-hmm. you are probably the one in your big ass boat who led them straight to my house. Also kind of a <laughs> shitty thing to do. And, uh, and, 
and and for the rest of the episode, Hannah has to kind of she's not just constantly nagging about Mikla. She's she's kind of forced to be in a in a position. She's she thinks she's right. She thinks everybody else is wrong, but doesn't really have a leg to stand on. It's just more interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is more interesting, and it, right. it it was a vehicle to give us probably the best the thing that I've ever seen on this show, where she like Mikla is like always offering to help whenever things go south around the garage, and at one point Hannah makes this face, this like legendary side eye that's so intense her face breaks in half. It is <laughs> it is upsetting, and we're gonna use it as the image for this episode because her face looks like Picasso for a second. She's giving so much side eye, like her eye droops like two inches down. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. She, but like it, to your point, she can't say anything because Jack's in charge, and you know she doesn't actually have any proof, and so she doesn't push the issue, which I I think right. is interesting. Yeah, although I think it would have been more interesting if because spoiler, the end, you know, Mikla does betray them, and Jack is like, "Oh, I knew all the time, and it was fine." That's what I, I hated the most. Like this sort of like I hate it when somebody has a secret plan the whole episode. Oh, I knew all yeah. along. Right, it's so and, overused, and it's so lame. And especially, again, because Jack's whole thing is how much he cares about people. Sure. And his, mm-hmm. to almost to a fault, you know? And this would have been a perfect opportunity for him to have cared a lot more to a fault. And, you know, having that sort of, I don't know, yeah. taking advantage and of him. And then that way you don't have both, um, both Hannah and Jack both distrusting her at the same right. time. You know, you have a well, little and, more of and a contrast. Also- also, it would have been nice because, you know, clearly the show is trying to put uh, Hannah and Jack together. Like we're sure. sort of we're supposed to understand that Hannah's into him, but that she's not like trying to be super obvious about it. Um, but if he had put all of his trust in Mikla and then gotten his like trust really fucked over and he like, you know, they they get out of the scrape at the end and everything's OK. And he's like sitting there like, man, it really sucks to trust somebody like that could have been a really cool moment for Hannah sure. to be like, wow, like you're actually like you're a really cool person. I'm like, you know, I think that's cool that you still can trust people, blah, 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 blah. Like there could have been a really interesting way to bring the two of them together. But in the end, all that happens is they have this like stupid little laugh line argument about like, I knew the whole time. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. <laughs> and it kind of falls jealous. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you were jealous. It, yeah, that. Yeah. It, it just kind of bad kind of sucked. Bad tropes. And your yeah, yeah. It it, it kind of sucked, especially because again, I was really amped um, because I love a good like getting ready montage of like you know barricading doors and like preparing mm-hmm. for a siege. Uh, because they yeah, I mean they they take a look after that after fending off the like scuba goons and they take a look and they see all of Hammer's men marching out front. Like there's a lot of them. There's so yeah. many guys coming. Um, and and then then we do a diversion that takes another 20 minutes that isn't that <laughs> yeah. um, oh my god because they got to protect lava this, drama like, yeah lava drama so they got to uh protect and the the lava guns aren't working because <laughs> hermes was fucking around apparently or it was sabotaged by mikla um, yeah, hard it's to unclear say. that was that was a fun part cuz they really don't they don't let you know it looks right, like it was right. possibly it was probably sabotaged but yeah. with this reasonable evidence that it was just, you know, a dinosaur in the garage. Getting- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that it's, it's literally the results of having a, a half-trained dinosaur, uh, you know, running around your intricate machinery, um, around your lava tanks. 
Um, I just, I just, I'm sorry. I can't get over. I don't understand why we're in this grungy Mad Max future, but Jack has future lava guns and a like, like he's siphoning lava. He built a garage on top of an active volcano. He admits it. What is this guy doing? He has a mech suit. Is that his power source? Alien. Is that what his like power source is? Because apparently Jack or Hammer wants a power source in. Jack's garage, and so I guess it's probably it's probably something geothermal. generated I don't know. by his geothermal or lava or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, lava energy. Yeah, <laughs> lava energy. You, um, just, you, you just pump the lava through tubes, and then you can shoot it out of a gun. And we don't think too hard about what happens when it touches human flesh. No. Uh, God, it's so weird. I don't know. I I did love it though. It really felt like a playset I could buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so they spend, I guess, not fully 20, but they spend about 10 minutes, literally 10 minutes, like dealing with the lava situation. Jack has to put on a suit. He's got to like go to the source and open up the flow of lava to the the guns. And so he, that means he's got to go through a catwalk in the lava mm-hmm. to open a thing. And uh, but the meantime, the siege begins. And so Hammer's guys are starting to shoot rockets at the, at the base. And so it's knocking stalactites down. And it's like causing disasters and, you know, but ultimately Jack does the thing. But it is cool. Yeah, he, it's some cool tension. Uh, at one point, Hammer like drifts a Cadillac and I guess puts a cage on Hermes somehow. It's very oh, unclear. Yeah. No, no. So so the somehow so they get the lava going and it like gets rid of, I guess, most of the guys except yeah. Hammer and like three people. It was kind of a letdown <laughs> to have like. This huge army and then like three people ultimately get inside. Yeah. Um, like the the Hammer Brothers, I guess. Um and, yeah, I hate and, them and in Mario. Ham- yeah, and Hammer gets inside and he picks steals a Cadillac and then then yeah, ultimately somehow traps Hermes because they were gonna sick Hermes on the <laughs> other guys. He was like, Alright, go take care of yeah, you're a dinosaur, go fuck him up. Uh, I don't know. It's, but, it's a good it's a good visual, though, because Hammer like cranks the wheel and the Cadillac goes up on its side and he rides it like he's windsurfing. Mm-hmm. It's it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> he's windsurfing a Cadillac along the ground. And I, I don't I don't know. I did fall in love with Hammer a little bit this episode. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, and during this whole time, though, uh, we still don't know if Mikla is a traitor or not. And it yeah. seems like they're acting like Mikla is just one of the good guys. And so they lock them all up and uh, they get some kind of information. It sounds like they tortured Mikla. Mm, right. And this is when it was, uh, you know, beyond obvious that Mikla had not ever traitored. Uh, this sort of, at least that's, a, that's what was my takeaway. That they separate yeah. her and she's going yeah, to oh no, stop torturing me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which but, is yeah. fine. It was almost the end of the episode, but it was a little too transparent for my liking. Mm. I, yeah, I, I feel I that just, too. I would have liked a little more um, of the action centering around Mikla and around sort of forcing Mikla into making decisions and kind of seeing, you know, what she chooses to do. And like, I don't know, there were times when I kind of ignored Mikla and I wanted to know more about like. How was Hammer reacting to Mikla? And what does Mikla think about this stuff? And and I wanted Mikla to be tempted by the good guys. If she was a bad guy, agreed. I kind of wanted yeah. to see her maybe think about actually defecting, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, yeah. that's uh, otherwise, what's the point, you know? Like, what's the point yeah. of doing this storyline? 
I don't know. Yeah, to not show any sort of, you know, glance or just just even a moment where she kind of like thinks in, like, ah, maybe they are cool. In Sky Surfer Strike Force, the cyber bad guy's daughter <laughs> is a more compelling possible double agent, possibly into Jack, uh, not Jack, but into, you know, Sky One or whatever the fuck his name was. Like, that was a it more was interesting situation. It was, it, I don't, it, was, it, it, probably it was a fun was little dynamic. Yeah, but, I don't know. I, that that's how I wanted it to be, I guess. But oh well, oh well. Cadillacs <laughs> and dinosaurs yeah. didn't give me the drama I wanted. But I mean, so ultimately, like she trots out, and they have to get they want to get Jack to like they want to open up the vents or something. They're trying to open something up and and give Hammer access to the the power of the garage, right? And uh, this is where Jack's secret plan comes into action, and they want to just dump the heroes into the lava room without protection protection suits. Uh, it's just it's just so stupid. His secret plan is so boring because it's it's like the it's like the shit where, you know, where they're it's like the stuff we complain about where writers talk about contracts and deals and stuff. His secret plan is that the bad guys won't follow proper procedure or read the manual <laughs> and they'll hit the wrong button. And I guess that means that they flood the control room with coolant and they get swept out into a drain. It's so pointless. It's so, also ugh. also Jack's plan was pointless, but also so was Meekless because they admit that it was this was <laughs> Meekless plan all along to I guess let's walk through this here to fake being set adrift and to be picked up and mm-hmm. then to be brought in to there and then uh, be just stand around and help the heroes while they get uh sieged yeah she doesn't not... even like let them in like they still have to siege the place and get in like she yeah. doesn't help she's even manning she the lava gun right she's <laughs> manning the lava gun like she's not like this isn't some like master stroke double agent plan where she finally at the worst possible moment she reveals herself like that's not no she... <laughs> it doesn't like she could have just come in with hammer and still done the same yeah thing like it doesn't god it, it, i don't know that that and, and that let me down for cadillacs and dinosaurs which usually i feel like is actually pretty well thought out most of the time mm-hmm. uh this Man, this felt like say. um i know but it's true it's true they yeah. usually think through a lot of this stuff and then the ending here just felt like a real uh a real whiff stink like balloon. a whiff yeah but the rest farted was a, fun. Farted, into, farted into a balloon a bunch and popped it in your face <laughs> Yeah, because then you get the bad sound and it smells. <laughs> yeah, these are these are the little buddy pranks that I have to deal with. <laughs> but it's worth it because uh, I love my big buds. <laughs> um, let's see. So, I mean, anything else about this episode? I mean, it's really just kind of that happens. They flush the bad guys out and then they have. It's a, a really about... procedure heavy episode. There's a lot of yeah. little points that happen. Mm hmm. I but it's so it's so weird because I, I feel like we had more gripes with this one, at least Austin and I did. I don't know. I don't know if you were on the same gripe board with us, Rory. But we we uh, we complained a lot about this one. But I think I had the most fun watching this one out of any of them. It wasn't maybe. So it's when discussing the plot of a show when the plot sucks, that's going to be emphasized. Yes, um, there are some fun. Uh, set piece moments jack going into the lava was a lot of <laughs> was a lot of fun and mm-hmm. uh and hannah 
Hannah sort of regains her her position as as top lady of the top lady of the team mm-hmm. by uh, <laughs> guiding him through the lava. Yeah, yeah, and and what we can't really communicate is just how cool that tension was for most of the episode, yeah. and and how they were able to maintain that with sort of enemies on the outside and possibly enemies within, and and you're kind of like, oh no, they're kind of beset on all sides. It's a cool setup. And mm-hmm. it's easy to, to then for us to find fault when we're engaged with the first half. It kind of makes us a little angrier because we were enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. It, you know, if it was just a pure bullshit episode, like a Silverhawks or something, it's like, yeah, whatever. They do shit. They do stupid shit. They do more stupid shit. And then it's the end. Like, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when you when you kind of have come to enjoy characters and start to like the way Jack is or Hannah and like. Then it pisses you off when they do something stupid. That's, well, that's yeah, the pitfall I think, in making yeah. good content. When, whenever, good. whenever the question of the plot, like whenever the kind of like big, you know, dramatic question is the episode, is this person reformed or not? Whatever your gut reaction is, when that's just the answer and there's nothing else to kind of like sink your teeth into, it's kind of lame. <sighs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Still good, though. Yeah. yeah. Still, still Cadillacs. Still, still dinosaurs, dinosaurs, baby. Still dinosaurs, baby. (laughs) Let's go make some money. Hey, Rory. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell us about our newest and honestly, one of the most exciting new sponsors we've gotten the most sort of um, uh, it's a big get for us. So I was hoping you would do the honor of telling us about our newest sponsor, Star Wars hat. (laughs) All right. Well, Lucas... George has come down from his. George has come down from his uh, keep. Uh, his keep on the. the sand. He's he's brought with him. He's brought with him a very a very great new addition to the Star Wars pantheon of films and merchandise. Um, he's really he's really re reinventing himself. Not so much as a uh, as a filmmaker, but as a, a milliner. <laughs> a hat maker yes <laughs> well that's what he's going for that's the vibe he's really trying to he's he's come up with a line of a line of hats that are really gonna ironically well it depends it's just a, it's just that you have to get you have to get uh you have to get dressed in the right order because these hats are gonna knock your socks off as long as you haven't put your socks on yet You've got these wild new hats that are, uh, that are, <laughs> that are pretty cool. <coughs> He's got a Chewbacca hat that looks, you know, it looks like his fun dog man from the scary movie. <laughs> what? Uh, you know those scary movies in the in outer space where wizards are out to get you, blow up, <laughs> blow up your orbs. <laughs> the wizards hate your hate your cool circle. <laughs> Rory, did you see the rebels as the bad guys? They're rebels. <laughs> okay, no, no, go on, continue. Yeah, uh, he's got a hat. He's got a hat that looks like. Um, do you remember? Do you remember in the in the third one where the bad guys they finally caught the bad guys and took them to the desert? Yeah, yeah, of course. They took the bad guys out. Into, they took the they took the criminals to the desert to, to give them their. It's a little bit of it's a little bit of uh, you know frontier justice, but it seemed it seemed pretty apt for the crimes that the 
that the bad men and women have done. Uh, and and they're going to throw them into that big hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. The cool slug is going to throw away, <laughs> throw away the bad people. <laughs> the awesome, the very relatable slug. Uh, is, <laughs> the guy who's just trying to run a small business. <laughs> when a wizard rolls into town. <laughs> Before his well, sister wear... chokes him out. <laughs> yeah, you can wear one of those funny hats. Uh, you can wear one of those funny pits as a hat. <laughs> How does that work? Is it like upside down? Well, all hats have a hole in them. So oh, just okay. like does this hole. And yeah. that's lined with razor sharp teeth inside. <laughs> <laughs> so George Lucas is pretty pleased about these ones. Yeah, sign me up on day one for Star Wars hat. We're back. We are back and we're still on the road. We're driving our motorcycle and hold on. Hold on, Rory. Let's pull over. Uh, Spit it out. I think maybe we should let our little buddy have another go at taking us in. I think maybe our little buddy earned it. He can he can lead another segment. Yeah. Why don't you why don't you read the scroll? You can read. Right. Shucks. You said you can read. You've told us over and over again. You can read. Yeah. I just learned to read so I could just write you better cards <laughs> for your birthday. Yeah, those cards have sucked. I'm, I'm excited for improvement. But yeah, why don't you give it another go? Give it another try. Okay, okay shucks. Um, well, this is for the blurb for Gargoyles Episode 4, which is Awakening Part 4. So here's the blurb. Goliath and Elisa. No, name... no, no, you can't. No, no, you suck at this. Goliath and Elisa named the former leader Hudson <laughs> after the Hudson River before going to explore the city. It's all right, little buddy. I'll give you another try later. In Central Park, Goliath and Elisa are ambushed by the men who had attacked the castle. Goliath turns to stone and Elisa saves his life by drawing the guards away from him. It is revealed that Goliath's mate had survived the attack on the castle as well and in thanks agrees to retrieve the data disks. You see, that's that's the kind of perfection that you can try and, and, and work towards, little buddy. You know what I mean? Like, that's a good blurb. That's a good blurb read. So a good blurb read. You're right. That's how Thank it's you. done. That, that is how it is. Yeah, that is how it is done. But I will let you begin the discussion. Good. Uh, yeah, because. Uh, oh, boy. I know. I really, <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm no, taking, I, I'm taking I, it I right on back. Ooh. <laughs> That's a solid joke. Dang it! <laughs> Not in front of my big buds. <laughs> uh, okay, this episode had so many things, but most of all, the most striking thing for me was this new scene transition that we've been using in this one, where it's like a claw tears through the screen. Uh... And like reveals the next scene underneath and then it like opens up like it burns open like it's so weird. It's like that somebody discovered a fun new scene transition and used it four times or something in this episode. Um, 
But can I say I, I didn't even notice it? I was too swept away by just how fucking ass kicking this episode was. <laughs> you didn't notice it? I God, did not even notice it. It's, it's so in your face. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. It was it was really intense. Like somebody discovered After Effects and was like, I can do what? Um, <laughs> like when, dude, <laughs> I was just having such a good time with with our, our detective Maza. Oh, she's just awesome. Following I, her her exploits through Central Park, kicking ass. <laughs> I did fall in love with her a lot this episode. She's so yeah. cool. Ugh. She takes on she takes on a whole like battalion of bad guys and like one by one manages to to like pick them off. But in, in a way that doesn't sort of like paint her egregiously like she's some sort of magical main character with like wonderful powers. She just kind of like, has to work pretty hard for it. Yeah. Yeah. She's got to work. Um, yeah. I mean, it's really cool because so, I mean, initially she fights off the people who are about to like totally ice Goliath and they hide under a bridge and find out he had a tracking device on him, which I will say conveniently does have a some sort of corporate insignia on the tracking device, which yeah. <laughs> isn't, you know, maybe the smartest move for, for a, you know, shady organization. <laughs> for a tracking device? Client, yeah, for a tracking device. corporate spies. Uh-huh. Yeah, to put your like insignia on it. Um but they do Mazda does a cool trick of finding a dog, a stray dog and putting that device on a dog and having the dog run away and lead them you know, lead yeah. them off astray eventually when they, you know, check it. But uh that was pretty cool. But the the issue is that Mazda like it's almost dawn. Uh mm-hmm. and Goliath has to return to stone again cuz he's got vampire rules and so like <laughs> she's going to have to Maybe protect him or fend for herself while he. Well, it's unclear at goes the moment. Away. Right. Right. And it kind of cuts to the the next night, and we learn that she basically guarded him all day. It was pretty dope. Well, yeah. Um, but she, but you know, I mean, she had a whole action sequence of like. No, of course, well, but we already talked about that. So I, the that's why I meant the cut too was like, what was what was cool was that she just stood guard for a day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like that, that action was... sequence is done like in the morning, yeah, and then yeah. yeah, she kicks it. She kicks it around in the in the middle of the of Central Park, just sort of like like she she has a little chat with a runner who comes by and is like, "I've never seen this statue before," and she's like, "Yeah, uh huh." <laughs> yeah, she has a great line where she says, "Lot to go through for a piece of lawn sculpture." <laughs> yeah, God, I love that. That was the that was the first thing she said after this like really like solid like five minute protracted like cool action sequence where she's trying to get away from all the bad guys and like that's the first thing she says she's got the solidest one-liners yeah (laughs) totally totally yeah and what's cool about the way she kicks ass is like there was that time and i think i've talked about this before but that that almost their depiction of female characters where it's just but it's like a joke that they know kung fu for like a scene, mm, mm-hmm. the, the Cameron Diaz, the Cameron Diaz and Shrek, where it's like, oh, she's gonna do the Matrix kicks because he, yeah, she, she does that, but then she still has no interesting character traits of her own, and it's just a <laughs> like a one-off joke that she can do karate, so they can point and say, look, our characters are strong, our women are strong, and it's like, I guess, yeah, but it's better than if she didn't do anything. Well, no, <laughs> of course, exactly, and it's sort of it, no, that was so, I was agreeing with you. That was me yeah. doing the same. The same voice as the right, right, and it's lazy. It's it's just yeah. it's a way. It's a a shortcut to not really still writing a great character. 
Yeah, sure. She has a cool maneuver that she pulls uh, that, you know, it's not the most original thing that could be in this show. uh, But I really liked it. I like the execution of it where she's like when at the end of the whole action sequence where it's kind of whittled down to one guy who's left and is tracking her through the woods. She takes off her bright red jacket and she hangs it on a tree and he like pulls through some bushes and is like, haha, I found you. But it's just the jacket. And then she like shows up behind him and, and just clocks him one. And then she adds like she says that cool line as she's putting her jacket back on. And it's so I don't know. It's so effective at portraying her competence that yeah. like mm-hmm. it was just it was just so welcome for me. I loved I loved everything about it. It just made me so enamored with her as a person. I'm like, oh, she doesn't need the gargoyles, really. Like she can handle herself against like 12 armed guys like this is okay. She's baller. Yeah. Yeah. And where the heroes, all the main heroes, the big boys of the show, like have a huge flaw of turning to stone as soon as the dawn comes up. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's really important and, and good to know that they are also protected, that she has as big of a job to protect them during the day as they mm-hmm. do to protect her. Um, and that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, though we do, we do still get a couple really funny sequences of her getting scooped right on up into Gar- Goliath's <laughs> arms. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He comes back <laughs> and, and they're just, they're back in it, man. When he wakes up at, and, and finds out that she watched her the whole day, like he shakes her hand. He's like, you saved my life. And then she sort of like pauses and he looks at her and she goes. So uh, later tonight. And then he smiles. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, damn, damn, they, girl, they're going to smash. <laughs> they're going to smash. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, and it, I mean, I did kind of get a little emotional because Goliath like can trust a human. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that realization that she waited for him all day. Is like, mm-hmm. holy shit, maybe I can trust people again. Don't get don't do this, Goliath. Don't get hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe uh, you can trust people. That it's it's such a sharp contrast to how we like the show has has taken kind of a twist in this episode where it's like not even fucking around. It's gonna show us that Xanatos and Demona are bad. Uh, by doing these really intense and kind of hammy close-ups on their evil smiles. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Even just the the shots that they choose on the previously on segments oh, and like yeah. previously on gargles, and it's like, yeah, we just what about billionaire Xanatos? And it's cutting to him like, <laughs> like per- steepling his fingers together in like yeah. a dark office with the lightning striking, and he's just like, hey, what's up? I'm evil. Um, <laughs> it's you know. Yeah, it's it's leading there for sure. Mm-hmm. But the big thing is that Demona is back and Xanatos, I guess, was spying on the gargoyles because they've reunited. All the boys have reunited and giving each other names now. Yeah, they got <laughs> names now. They got names now. And like Hudson was so uppity about having names last episode. And is like we start this episode and he's like, yeah, it's my fucking name. What are you going to make of it? It's my goddamn <laughs> name and it's dope. <laughs> Well, he's also like acclimatized to American television real quickly, too. So he's he's naturalized in, in seconds, I think. Yeah, he's been he's, he's been watching the news. There is a fun little little bit later when the the. The gargoyles who've been out exploring the city have a little bit more knowledge of humans. When Goliath yeah. gives them orders and like, hey, cool. You three will breach the tower. Cool. What? 
It's a new word we learned last night. It indicates a positive response. Uh, uh. What is cool? <laughs> what have you just said to me? What wizard's, what wizard's curse have you spoken? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that. Oh, God. It's just, it's it's so funny. Uh, Uncle Gargoyle is... Uh, I'm I'm not sure. Clearly, he's very competent, right? So this is this is Hudson. He's he's very competent because uh, uh, we know who Uncle Gargoyle is, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> but later, later when they're they're uh, you know jumping ahead a little bit, but they they decide to help Xanatos with his like you know three pronged heist scenario, and they're gonna you know it it it's basically like he sends Hudson alone to take one of the three major bases to crack except he does send Bronx but Hudson was totally going to go alone Hudson uh, was going to go alone I kind of I'm kind of sad maybe we'll see some next episode but I'm really I'm looking forward to seeing Uncle the Gargoyle solo adventures of an old mm-hmm. of old Gargoyle yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll see how how cool he is like Uncle Iroh post post getting swole old man old man Gargoyle I was thinking like old man Logan Oh, oh yeah, like old man Logan. Yeah. <laughs> um, this I'm starting to notice in this in the show. Oh, it's it's just a weird kind of emotional response. Where so so there'll be some technology. In this case, it was the tracking device. Mm-hmm. And, and Goliath is at first it completely, uh, it, he's completely taken aback by this by this magical new sorcery, and then he's like, oh, it's like a magic spell. Right, and it it it, it 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 creates this weird thing. Like, why is he so surprised that mm-hmm. things work the way they work? If he's magic was real, we know a guy with a big giant spell book who did real magic. <laughs> sure. Sure. My he, spells, my spells. <laughs> he shouldn't be that surprised. People can do these, can do magic because people could do magic before. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess that is kind of funny. The, the reaction is so extreme. What is this? I was, did it, has a wizard done this to my to my back? <laughs> Basically. Oh, he, he, oh, all right. Oh, yeah. yeah if, if he's just going to accept its magic as the explanation, then he shouldn't have as big of a reaction to the first part. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it's so weird, but uh, I I I don't I don't know. I think it's a, maybe a little lazy on the writing. You know, it's absolutely lazy writing. Yeah. I think that's that's like a definite weakness here, uh, because it would be more interesting to see Goliath like struggling and slowly building up his like, you know, 1990 whatever vocabulary uh, rather than just sort of like fast tracking in this first uh, this first five part miniseries to sort of get to a status quo that they want. Mm-hmm. That kind of like believable elasticity is is pretty rare, like a. To be able to really mm. keep track of continuity for that long and that granularly, yeah. but some shows, yeah. some shows get there, and and not not everybody has the patience to sit around and deal with <laughs> twelve episodes of Goliath being ah this phone you speak of that does a magical right. telephone signal and like okay <laughs> we get it, but this this it's it I guess I only really find it hard to swallow because this first miniseries you know the five part opener it's it's clearly taking place like in real time like we're watching the days go by is there's no episode yeah. four happens and like it's been three weeks and they've acclimated right it's that's like true. this is the next day and that's why i'm maybe finding it a little harder to swallow but, mm-hmm. and literally um, 24 hours before that in their consciousness they were in yeah. 994 scotland exactly yeah so i don't know i i i'm completely willing to overlook it because the show is good enough outside of it though um totally 
Um, we we do so we we they do a little pan away to this discussion the gargoyles are having after naming each other. Uh, that they are on television. They're on like being watched by ca- on cameras by Xanatos, mm-hmm. and now he's sort of made a decision to his little snivelly, his little <laughs> his little buddy. Um, <laughs> that uh, he says something like, "We're ready for them now," or they're ready for us or yeah, they decide. So they're going to make this move and they bring all the gargoyles in and, and well, they know they just bring in Goliath, right? It's just right. Goliath and show him that Demona is alive mm-hmm. and, and she's there. She's right there. And they say, hi, the show is so not like shy about telling us how to feel about it because it's like Demona walks out and it's like a zoom in and you're like, Oh, that's nice. And the zoom in doesn't stop and it zooms in and she's making this evil smile and it keeps getting closer. <laughs> like, Oh no. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. to, be, to be fair. The first time we see her on screen um, in the show in episode one, the, she also kind of looms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ominously. And everyone so, else's eyes go glow white and her eyes glow red. Well, that's because she's a woman. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to say to that. Women's (laughs) eyes glow red and men's eyes glow white. (laughs) (laughs) Rory's trying to world build our real life. That's not... uh, You can't go backwards, Rory. (laughs) You can't just speak things into being. Uh, Yeah, so this this is clearly a tactic by Xanatos because, like... Demona wastes no time sort of putting two and two together for Goliath and saying, hey, we owe the fact that we're together now to David Xanatos. Wouldn't it be nice if we did nice things for David Xanatos like that thing he (laughs) wanted you to do? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, wouldn't it be cool? And also, here's the here's the reason why I'm here. Uh, Definitely didn't get smashed. Uh, I flew away and I like couldn't find you. Oh, no. Like, where were you? I got frozen. And then I wanted to get frozen, too. And now here I am. It's great. It's all we've pieced that together. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not really sure what of that is real. Yeah. No. I mean, especially not with Xanatos making Jafar faces in the background. It, <laughs> yeah. It's really yes. it's really distracting. He's just like he's just stroking his beard like, yes, my plan I is so amazing. He gets off on on this, though, like he mm-hmm. watching Goliath and Demona just really tear at it in the middle of his office, I think, is really doing it for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like like really like private moment embracing. And he's like, mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're my you're my little buddies. <laughs> uh so they they get their marching orders to go to the aforementioned like the the three the three video game levels yeah yeah the 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 three like wolfenstein levels yeah (laughs) absolutely uh and i guess uh demona demona and goliath take the uh the airship that is just so aggressively Batman animated series, like yeah. more than this show has been so far. It's really very, very Gotham City. And they claw their way in and it pretty much immediately Demona starts throwing up just the biggest red flags that you could possibly imagine about just treating human life like it's garbage. <laughs> uh, it's, it's very upsetting. And Goliath is like, I, maybe not conflicted enough, I think. You know, mm. well, it's kind of I, I don't know. I kind of liked it because what he says is so they fight some goons, they fight some some security guards and 
knock them out. And Demona's going to drop a guy out of the hole in the airship and just like, you know, let him fall, you know, a thousand feet to his death. Yeah. And what Goliath is, Goliath is like, what the fuck are you doing? You got to stop. Uh, <laughs> no, to kill in the heat of battle is one thing, but not like this. Like, mm-hmm. that's fine sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you just can't do that to an innocent, you know, to someone who who's not a threat. I like that line. You're making it sound I like, like it you. Too. Oh, yeah, because he's like, war is different. This is murder. Yeah. yeah, like you can't defend a castle against Vikings and have like a no kill rule <laughs> at all, right? I mean, you yeah. you're not going to have a squeaky morality on that front if you're <laughs> fighting barbarians with claws, right? You know. But Demona, Demona says a pretty interesting line back. If humans wish to throw away their worthless lives guarding it, that's their concern. Goliath just kind of gives her a look at that and... Douche chill. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And I like it because on one hand, he's taken aback by the sort of ruthlessness of it. But also, I think it seems like she's sort of lost touch in a couple ways where she's like, throw your life away, guarding. No, guarding rocks. <laughs> <laughs> guarding is so cool. It's the coolest thing a guy can do. I love guarding, though. <laughs> what did you just say about guarding? <laughs> we are called the guard goyles, aren't we? Are we not? No? Oh. Oh, dear. Uh, that one killed last night, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> a little buddy open mic night. Oh, do, do, you, little, do you do you little buddies hang out uh, do, when we're? Do you have a club? To. You guys have a club you go to? Is it in a treehouse? <laughs> it's the side room <laughs> when all the big buddies are hanging out. Oh, it's the kids' table. It's when we put you in the old storage room when we're trying to play poker. We s- slam you down <laughs> into, a, into a big cigar night poker <laughs> with all the big big buds chomping on big old stogies. <laughs> I, yeah. I try. I try to smell some of it. I try to get to get to smell some of that good, that good cigar smoke that you're chomping on. But you won't let me. That's, those are those are big bud smells. Those are our I try smells. To, I try to smell it in your clothes when I'm doing your laundry. <laughs> you're our indentured servant. I think is how this has turned out. I'm still cool with it. I'm not uncomfortable about that at all. Um, uh, okay, just a few more. Th- uh, um, so yeah, I think we, yeah, we can the end of that is Demona just sort of yells at Goliath and says that the centuries have made him weak. Um, and then we pan back to the a Cargo Boys. Claw I don't know what transition the- again. The same oh, one. Right, I can't right. believe you. Mi- Gosh, open your eyes, um, little buddy. Yeah. Um, but I, we got to have something to call those the other gargoyles who aren't Goliath, the gargoyles the, who don't fuck. The, go, the the goof gargoyles, the goofs. Yeah, I like the garga <laughs> boy, the garga boys. It's like the Vanga boys, but <laughs> the, the gargles, the gargle the, boys. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll table that for later. But mm-hmm. uh, they're uh, they're up to. Ooh, we didn't say their names out doing? loud. They decided their yeah. names were Brooklyn, Broadway, and Lexington. Sure. Uh, so now we've said that. Now we can actually use their names rather than saying the red one or the food one. I uh, I still really like Brooklyn because like well, partially just I can't quite figure him out. Like the other ones uh, kind of have a thing. Yeah, and, and he's he's got the and, white hair and the beak, right? And he's yeah, not he's even really beak. like the, he, he's not even <laughs> really the leader of the, the group beak. because he's the one with the beak. But like otherwise, personality wise, 
he kind of seems like he would be the Leonardo, he, except these people have Goliath. They don't need a Leo. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. kind of generally the leader. Yeah, he's, he's he's interesting. He's the team uh, B. He's the team B leader. He's he's the B. He's got a little right. stinger. He's got a little B stinger on his butt. <laughs> I'm the B. I'm the stinger. <laughs> uh, but so they get they get caught in a trap somehow, right? What, yeah, what they, was the they're hitting, they're hitting the tower. It. So they're doing the tower. Uh, That's it. Right. And they they claw their way into the tower. Xanatos told them that the the drive they're looking for is four floors down from the top, and so they go into an elevator shaft and they climb down the rope. And uh, Broadway, you know, tears open the uh, the elevator door on the floor they're looking for, and they are met with like thirty dudes with guns. And that's the to be continued. That's our cliffhanger um, ending. Yeah, and. I'm I'm interested to see how this all resolves in one more. I mean, clearly it's not all going to resolve. There's a lot of show after this, but like you know, this little this little storyline, uh, we got to spend a lot of time with Hudson, I guess, next week because he's got a whole underground base to be doing. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, I'm interested to see where this goes. And obviously, well, we got to get Maza. Ooh, I am a little apprehensive about the uh, the possible you know love triangle some angle. Friction. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I am completely unsure at this point if Demona's going to be main team by the end of the five or like part of the part of the bad guy crew. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, clearly she's bad guy crew at the moment, but I, right, I wonder how, I wonder if it's like a, and for season one, we'll spend the whole time with the good guys thinking she's a good guy and she's playing both sides, uh, or if everything goes out in the open about her and Xanatos. Like I, I feel like that. There or if she sticks with Xanatos of... for a while and then comes around. Mm, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways this could go. Mm, yeah. Or Xanatos comes around because he's a very cool billionaire. And, and inv- invites the two of them into his bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Pay a man enough money and he'll go into anyone's bedroom. Um. <laughs> he'll walk backwards into my bed. <laughs> Well, we've parked the hog here at this bluff to take to 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 take in the take in the sights and spark up spark up a spark up a, a night sto- a night stogie. Mm, we sparked yes. up a night cigar, and <laughs> the buddy <laughs> the buddy's rubbing his eyes. Ooh. Oh, what does it smell like? Get back! <laughs> ah. <laughs> That's my whip. That's my buddy whip. And that means as the as the sun comes down, and we too must. You know, prepare to return to our stone forms, uh, <laughs> as all buddies do at night. As buddies... <laughs> when the moon rises, all buddies turn to stone. Stogies clutched in hand, <laughs> and a single tear falling from the from the low buddy's eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I had a good time with these ones. Me too. Yeah. I I liked watching these. Uh, they were, they were maybe they had more they had more like fun. I don't know. That's I could end the sentence there. They had more fun. They were more fun than the last, like previous week or two. Uh, just like yeah, as as content. I'm just I'm not used to shows with nonsense that isn't nonsense. It's just good <laughs> action. Oof, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like th- these had a lot of cool action elements happening but you know and that that makes me want to touch on something that we didn't touch on in gargoyles that i thought was really cool when uh when demona and goliath uh wreck wreck shit on the airship 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first time I got the impression gargoyles actually are, like, pretty baller. Like, mm. the, in the sense that, like, it, Xanatos even references, like, nobody's gonna ha- like, nobody has the speed uh, that we need to get right. out there. Like, our guys yeah. can't do that. But we kind of see the gargoyles lumbering around everywhere. So we saw some speed in this in this fight scene. Where Demona's- right, they're not just the Hulk, they're like, you know, the whole package. They're like the whole they're package. Like, they're like, they're like the Hulk, Hulk. package. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I liked it. I liked watching Goliath and Demonic go ham. Yeah. yeah. They're they're spooky. They they uh I mean that sequence where they're taking out those two goons, it was like if you were watching a show about those two goons, that's a horror movie. Like they filled the <laughs> they filled the hallway with steam. They turned on their evil eyes. The guy's looking around, pointing his gun, shaking, sweating, not knowing where the attack's gonna come from, and these literal demons come up out of the steam and just it's so so scary yeah god i don't know i i I, there was a rebuttal i would have liked just because it's it's a line i i find so cliche and and trite at the you know now when um somebody's got a gun in some sort of precarious environment and they're not they can't fire it for fear of like breaching the hull Mm mm-hmm you know, he wouldn't fire the gun here. Look at all this. Look at all these tubes he could hit. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to come back and say, like, this is my job. Like, I wouldn't have this gun <laughs> if I. It's it's the right kind of gun for this environment. Like, it's. I can yeah. shoot it in here. Don't I know, worry. I know how to defend my own airship. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you? What think makes you think I? What makes you day? think I've got this giant gun that's going to just wreck my own airplane? That's that's silly. Yeah. It would what, be a silly thinking? thing for me to have. You taking me for a little buddy? <laughs> Don't treat me like a little buddy. <laughs> this is the right size gun for this scene, madam. <laughs> I um I I know normally I think it is, uh I think it's dumb for a lot of people who want to see an R-rated version of a lot of stuff, just because it doesn't actually add anything. Yes, um, I I do feel in some ways that. A, gar- a, a more mature themed gargoyles would Ooh. have some like a interesting tsunami gargoyles and adult yeah, swim gargoyles. Like they, yeah, I feel like they might actually do some interesting, be able to do some interesting stuff with just having them be from the dark ages. And, sure. and I would, I would have said gargoyles you know, after dark, except gargoyles after dark is just, I was going to say it's just, just gargoyles after yeah. sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just them. Uh, but I, I think it, I think it'd be able to tell some interesting stories if uh, mm-hmm. we can we can see them or if they were murderers, you know, if they were murderers against castle invaders in the 900s um, and kind of now living in a more interesting, a more nuanced world where it's maybe not quite as cool to <laughs> do that. Uh, well, would, it's still cool. Oh, is it's it, just is not, it's cool just not, to it's just, just eviscerate cool. a goon? I mean, if you got enough money, you know, <laughs> yeah. anything's cool. You know, Xanatos sure. can do it, and it's dope. Quahoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you got to say for yourself, little buddy? I I I think I've been bad. I I probably it's probably you know safe to say that I've done something wrong and bad, and I will punish myself for for doing <laughs> a bad thing. Um, yeah, I think I think, that's and I'll a just good get assumption. to work on that while you do whatever you want to do. Um, so, you know, I've learned my lesson and, and we've had a great time here. Uh, me being your little buddy, (laughs) 
And, uh, you know, someday, uh, someday I hope that we can all be just buds, just buddies. Just three normal friends. Just three no. normal friends who, who all three drive a, drive a motorcycle together. <laughs> In thrandom. <laughs> In thrandom. <laughs> and the sidecar can be for our beer. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to Saturday Morning Tuesdays. Like, I'm sure you do every week without fail. Like, you put it on your calendar on Tuesday, and you circle it in red pen, and you go, today's the day. Kiss it, and you kiss it. <laughs> you kiss it, and you say, my buds are here. They're back. They're back with their sweet words in my ears, and even that little and bud that came along with you fold up the calendar under a paper airplane and throw it through a heart-shaped window. <laughs> and you watch it wistfully as it glides out into the sun. Yeah. Forever. I know. You- like Butch Cassidy. <laughs> forever i know you do that every week and so thanks for doing that thanks for being here if uh if you're on that paper airplane going going into the sunset and you want to stop by uh instagram we you can we're there uh we're on facebook we're on website that's sadamtuesday.com you know the drill everybody you know where the website is you know how to go to <laughs> www you know how Motherfucker, you, know you how. can just google us just google just us google it. why don't you just why don't you just go? Why don't you just go to the to the to the heart of the internet, the beating the beating heart of the internet, Google.com. You type in our name and then you kiss the computer. <laughs> and you It'll throw know what it to out. Do. And you throw it out a heart-shaped window. <laughs> yeah. Watch it go into the sunset forever. <laughs> That's you know how where you else? can find us. You know where else you can go is in the future to next week when we're going to have another episode come out, mm-hmm. uh, which is will be our part five of Gargoyles and our fifth episode of Galax and Dinosaurs. And uh, probably we can also say, it's, yeah, yeah, it's the end of the arc. We're going to get another guest on it. We're hoping cross fingers. We think we've got that lined up and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Come in, tune in and see the, how it all a ends. A scholar in the world of in the world of. Uh, Quahoons and <laughs> and shivets and shivets. A man who's a man who spent a fair, his fair share of time by the in the city by the sea. <laughs> All right, and see you next Tuesday. Yeah.